Welcome back to the dark woods, ladies and gentlemen. We are supposed to have a very special guest joining us very soon. Let's see if perhaps we can go ahead and maybe cleanse this area a little bit while we sir. I've got you. You may call in, Smith. Here we go. Let me kill the music for us, buddy. Give me one second, you. Ah, welcome to the campfire, sir. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're coming through loud and clear. How's it going, man? Ah, another wonderful day in the dark woods. You know, a, a friend of mine turned me on to your movement, and I saw that you were a strapping young lad out there fighting the good fight, giving out the good information, and I just had to reach out and see if we could get you up here to speak with us. Yeah, appreciate it, man. <laughs> For sure. I, I love your videos, man. You know, I just actually went to the airport yesterday where I live and uh, I didn't wear a mask at all like from the exiting of well from the exiting of my home all the way there you know and I went in picked up a buddy and it seemed like everybody coming off the plane there was only one or two reactions when they saw me without their mask which was they looked at me with absolute disgust or they just looked at me like you know what fuck this mask and they just ripped it off you know and I'm like yeah yeah, take that fucker off your face. Don't let them muzzle you. And I see you doing the same thing, man. I wanted to bring you up here and, and see how, how you, what, what, what kind of reactions you get. I see it, but, you know, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to tell the world what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, nobody uh, nobody looks at me. In, nobody ever looks at me in public. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even look at me. And if they say something, I'll, I'll have a debate with them, you know. And yes. So they're, they're, they, they're too scared to say anything to me. So well, that's that seems to be the thing that really drives this masking and this you know this vaccination bullshit. That's what I like to call it. Uh, is fear? People you know the people that wear the mask are are they're fearful. That's why they wear the mask. And if you debate them, like you said, you know nine times out of ten they don't know enough of the science to to have the debate, and so they they don't understand it. So they're afraid of you see yeah, they don't even know why they're wearing the mask. Like I ask people all the time, especially the third worlders, like the third world compliance. Like yeah. they don't even know why they're wearing it. I ask them and they're like, Oh what? Oh what? And like they don't even know what I'm saying to them, to be honest. Like they, they don't even know English. They can't even comprehend what I'm asking them. Yeah, they like they're, like, they're literally zombie retards. They just have a very basic <laughs> concept of, you know, 
uh, CNN. All the rules. All the rules. Exactly. All the rules. Exactly. <laughs> follow the rules, or you're going to be in trouble. Follow the rules, or something bad's going to happen. You, you know? gotta, you gotta break the rules to make the rules. Exactly. You know, well, I, I break the rules. I love a lot of your sayings, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've, I've kind of, uh, kind of been watching you for the last few days just checking out what you do and everything and i i really like your saying every time you force a mask on a founding father uh sheds a tear <laughs> i love that man i think yeah, that, that holds one. weight you know what i'm saying yeah it it holds weight brother i mean for real if you think about it when the founding fathers were breaking away from the crown historically, the words that they said back then were just words, but they had so much weight. They traveled through time to us. Yeah. And, and now they're more relevant than ever. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I find it kind of funny because a lot of the stuff we talk about in the dark woods is how there is a tyrannical power grab and you see it happening and they're using Kofufu as the excuse to do it, you know, and I've seen you kind of talk about it as far as like, why would you trust a vaccine that the government's willing to give you for free? Yeah, exactly. How could anybody be that stupid? <laughs> yeah, that's craziness to me, man. I mean, just like, whoa. The government got free vaccination? Yeah. Not just one, not just one, but two. Yeah, they just keep adding to them, man. Oh, oh well, the, the first one wasn't good enough, you know, so we're this is 2.0. This is the DLC content, right? Uh, <laughs> you feel what I'm getting at, man? Yeah. And now we see things like, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but there were two whistleblowers that came out from Facebook and uh, exposed that Facebook was going to start censoring worldwide anything that may cause vaccine hesitation, whether, oh, yeah. whether it's true or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they banned me on, like, they banned my main Instagram page. for no. They didn't really, they didn't, I don't know, they didn't really give a reason, but, and then they, they banned my second one, so I'm on, on my, I'm on my third Instagram page right now. And, uh, well, and then my Facebook is on, like, a 30-day ban. So it was on a 30-day ban for, like, 27 days. So I had, like, three days left. And then all of a sudden, I have another 30-day ban out of nowhere. So it's just, like... So the way like 60 days now, it's so stupid, man. I don't know. Well, but yeah. So that's the game they play. Yeah. So they, I'm, like, I'm just on Telegram now. Basically, I just have these two Instagram accounts and then I have Telegram. So like, I don't know. I got to, I don't really have, I'm not too good at technology, so I don't know how to upload on, I, hey, I need a better computer and stuff. So I'm the exact same way, brother. I'm not very good with technology. So I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you have some social media accounts that you'd like to give a shout out, feel more than welcome to because I've I've been a deplatformed before. I know the pain of losing a following and having to rebuild. So if you got a couple you'd like to shout out right now, I'm more than willing to allow you to do so. I would not feel uh, insulted yeah. in any way. <laughs> I'd say Telegram is the best right now. Telegram channel is anti-maskers club, one word. So that's... I doubt they're gonna shut that down. So that's probably the best way. I can I can post all my videos like uncensored there, and then and actually uh since today is June first, I'm gonna be going to Target, and uh, you know how they have all the 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 pagan shrines with the pride stuff there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one of those shirts, the little kid shirts. And I'm gonna walk around the store and I'm gonna ask people if they think that that this is okay, if they th- or if they support it. I'm gonna ask people if they support it. Yeah, I agree, man. I th- I think that's important. I think people need to be exposed to that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a lot of because a lot of people are just complacent. They say, "Oh, well, this is going to interfere with my day-to-day life, and if I do nothing, then I can just keep living in my Disney bubble, this uh, fantasy fog that they live in that, you know, the people in power have their best interest in mind." You know what I mean? Yeah. And and to me, you know, it's kind of like the hypocrisy of saying, you know, I noticed that you you guys also uh, are against abortion, you know, and I'm I'm pretty firmly against abortion as well. You know, I believe that murder is murder. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Murder is murder. It doesn't yeah. matter. And I've noticed that a lot of these people that say, oh, well, abortion is OK. My body, my choice. They're saying, well, everyone should have to get a vaccination whether they want to or not. Yeah. And, and I think that's wild. You know what I mean? Like, I imagine that you probably, you probably end up facing more criticism than people cheering for you when you go and you do your videos in stores and public places. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, they they don't they want me dead, man. They want me dead. Well, it's a uh, it you well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man. Uh, I know you're a busy guy cuz I watch a lot of your videos. I enjoy them deeply. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. "You tell those drones. You're way more patient than me because when people come up on me and they're like, "You're not wearing a mask." I look right at them. I'm like, "Do you believe this enough to get an arm broken?" Yeah, well, people say that I'm a too I'm uh, they say I'm like too aggressive and um and stuff like that and hey you know what you can't I tell people this all the time you can't beat evil down with a flower and a smile yeah, yeah. it don't it don't play fair it don't play by those rules you know what I'm saying like I imagine that you've probably had people that wear masks I seen a guy one of your videos I think it was just yesterday where you were in a gym. And a big old fucking uh, dummy. Th- big that was old dummy. one of my first videos. That was one of my first videos. That was one of your first videos? Big old dummy thump looking guy. Got all aggressive with you and shit. And I was like, oh, I'd hit him right in the Adam's apple. He would have yeah, got yeah. two words out. And I would have been like, pow, how big are you now, motherfucker? Did that mask protect you? Yeah, well, I try to get them to hit me. So, like, because I don't want to be the one that gets in trouble, you know? So, yeah, like, I feel you. I, I feel you. Me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I feel you, man. One hundred percent. That's a smart move. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a smart move. You're what you're doing is what I tell people to do all the time. You're basically instead of walking up and punching them in the face and making them a victim, you're walking behind them. You're picking up the monster's tail and you're putting it in their own mouth so that they have to eat themselves. <laughs> oh man! You see what I'm saying? It's a smart play. Yeah. Thank you. Uh. Dude, I give the Darkwoods hundred support right here with Anti Maskers Club. You know, I'm we talk a lot about how it's important that intelligent, critical thinking people lock arms and we help one another because right now there's a lot of stupid people out there that are brainwashed by propaganda pushers like CNN. Yeah. 
and and these people are aggressive some of them man they're not all just a uh, hunky dory your best friend let's let's go down the street and get a beer you know yeah they're uh yeah they're pretty crazy we have we have it good in arizona though to be honest where are you uh i i live uh down in the uh, southern part of the country i I'm, I'm pretty careful about what i will okay. expose on my location because i talk a lot of politics and uh the show is deeply enjoyed by quite a few people around the world so they they had hunt me pretty hard kind of like they do you but i've had people show up where i live <laughs> yeah not cool bro you know when you show up to to a radio show's host house and 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 you're getting aggressive and i just told him i was like look dude you yeah, see like, this i'll turn your head into a fucking canoe you better get right off my property right now are you sure it was related to to this oh oh yeah 110 percent, 110 percent. people are crazy out there when you talk politics man well I, I haven't got that yet i need to buy a gun though yeah but I would suggest it because uh, some people they get a, especially when you're out in the in the world, you know, that's a something I was going to tell you. You might want to uh, kind of mask yourself a little, not as far as like uh, on your face, but as far as your identity. Like, don't use your real name and stuff. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some some people are crazy as hell, dude. Like, yeah. for for real like especially on that end of the thinking spectrum you know what i'm saying yeah like people like me and you when we come across you know a uh a sheep that that just kind of follows the herd and they're wearing that mask and we try to wake them up out of that static fog and we're like hey man you're being tricked you're being fooled this is all a it's all a big play it's a it's a it's it's a facade you know, uh, some of those some of those have horns, and they get super aggressive with you. I mean, yeah. Well, you saw. Did you see the video I uploaded of the copper copper mart with the with the guys that they they call the cops? I mean, they got all aggressive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, that one was really weird. Um, because yeah, like basically, there's like these girls sitting outside a store, and they started talking to me, and I started talking to them just about like random stuff. And then he comes out and he's like, why are you, why are you harassing these girls? And like, and I wasn't even, I wasn't harassing them. Like just, they think that like talking to people and asking questions is harassment. And then they call the cops on you like instantly. That's crazy, man. That's, that's crazy. These people think that like talking to people is like harassment in 2021. Like you can't even talk to people in public without, without them like getting all triggered. Well, that well, that's the thing is they don't want you to 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 talk to people because you're you're a critical thinker. You make people realize, well, maybe things aren't exactly but the way I'm being told they are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you make you make them question the agenda, and they don't like people like you because people like you and people like I go out of our way to show that things aren't the way that they're being presented. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I love, I love your videos where you got your little, your little bullhorn and you're walking through department stores and shit. You're like, bah, and you start bawling into that thing, man. Yeah. I died. You killed me. Yeah. I, I had to be resurrected because I instantly died right now. And that manager was all over you. Like, get out of my store, get out of my store. And you're like, get out of my face, man. Get, shut up. <laughs> 
I was like, yes, that is warrior status, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a rarity nowadays. Yeah, well, my generation's messed up, dude. I don't know, like, any conservatives or, like, everybody I grew up with. Like, there's maybe a couple, but they're all, they all just, yeah, they're all, like, they just go along with the mainstream. I feel you. You know, uh, I I agree with you. I know quite a few younger generation. I'm not, I'm not your age. I'm a little bit older than you are. Uh, but, dude, I love your point of view. I love that you're actively out there and you are willing to calmly debate somebody and, and inform them. I think that's awesome. Like, I think that is amazing. And I'll be honest with you. I'm, you know, I kind of like you. I kind of like your videos. I like your cause. I don't do this for many people in the dark woods. But there's a good chance that in the future, I'll probably be trying to twist your arm to come back on here again. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, I think that... Uh, you're, I think your generation has a lot of uh, victim mentality. And when I seen you out there doing your thing, I was like, this young man right here needs to be encouraged. He needs to be backed. I'm going to try to walk arms with him and tell him he has support. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. But, yeah, dude, uh, like the anti-maskers club should, should be getting a lot more support from, like, bigger conservatives and stuff because, like, none of these big conservatives, all they do is, like – I mean, all they do is like podcasts and they don't actually like go out and make like real content. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm actually in field and like a lot of the people I know, like they're actually in field, like actually making America great. And like all these bigger conservatives, all they do is like podcasts, like, you know, like Charlie Kirk and I mean, he's good, but like there's people like that. All they do is like podcasts and they just, they you just know, Morgan Zeggers, Morgan Zeggers. Yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she literally she runs Young Americans Against Socialism, but she's wearing a mask like at grocery stores and stuff. And exactly. it's just it's just pathetic. Like, and they don't even they don't even have the courage to like simply share my videos on their story. It's oh, so as, as soon as uh, a buddy of mine, uh, the non-compliant dad, I don't know if you know it, but he turned me on to you, and he said, "Dark Bear, you gotta you gotta give this guy a." you got to get him on the show and i said all right let me check him out as soon as i seen you i was like bet i just sent him a message like as soon as the you were live that day that i sent you the very first message man you were live when i sent it and i was okay. like right, i'm gonna get him <laughs> yeah and uh you know i think it's i think your cause is awesome and i'm gonna if with your permission i'm gonna promote your club in the dark woods oh yeah really as much as I possibly can. And uh, just just to get your name out there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not super huge, but we're, we're growing and rapidly. I mean, uh, we, we are having a slow trickle effect over from our other platforms. So, you know, you know how it is when you get deplatformed, it takes a little bit to yeah. get back. It sucks, it's very discouraging, but that's what they want. They want you to be discouraged so that you stop speaking. <laughs> yeah it's if you gotta look at it this way if they're trying to if they're trying super hard to get rid of you you're doing it right especially yeah, exactly. right now yeah because like on my instagram i share thought thought provoking quotes from history and you would think that that would be not controversial right yeah that's the only thing i do 
on, on my Instagram, just thought provoking questions and quotes throughout history. And someone once said, if you want to know who rules over you, just simply look at who you can't criticize. <laughs> and the irony was Instagram flagged that post. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't even know who's, I don't know if it's like ran by bots or what, like who's doing all the flagging, you know? It really, I think it's all AI bots to be honest. It really makes you, but, but with the, the content that specifically, cause, uh, I have a little shadow army that kind of, uh, helps me out in the dark woods and they, they test the algorithms for me to see what they will and will not censor and how fast they'll censor it. Now yeah. uh, they will censor. Uh, anything that will cause vaccine hesitation or anything that will that said will cause critical thinking okay like questions like if you want to know if you're being ruled over simply look at who you can't criticize they'll censor that within an hour of it being posted yeah but an act of violence posted online yeah, they, they, let, they let people they, they, they during the BLM stuff they, they uh yeah they, they allow like like nudes, they look all, 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 all like pornography, even of kids and stuff. And, and then they allow like, like, uh, they allow, uh, videos of people being killed in protests and stuff. They allow all that, but they, they censor political viewpoints. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it makes you question. Okay. They'll, they'll censor everything that makes you critically think, but at the exact same time, they won't censor anything that makes you afraid. Yeah. You know, used to, used to, uh, we had a pretty stern saying here in America. And I, and because of, because of your mentality, I imagine you probably know the saying, which is, we will not negotiate with terrorists. That was the thought process. Because once you negotiate with a terrorist, then they just keep wanting more because that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like now that's like what we're all about. You know, I mean, look at the Keystone Pipeline. We didn't take that back by force uh, or not the Keystone Pipeline, but the, the pipeline that just got shut down by hackers. They didn't take that back by force. Uh, they paid for it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot. But just like you were saying, they will they'll censor any kind of right wing conservative viewpoint or stance on almost every platform, but they'll allow things like a uh, gay sex to be accessible without any kind of barrier between it and a child. Yeah, exactly. And like all the, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be posting a lot of like counter content to the June propaganda this month. Okay. So like, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be pretty, I'm kind of curious on like how they're going to try to censor that, you know? Well, I'm not gonna post it. I'm not gonna post a video. I'm probably not gonna post the full videos on Instagram, but I'll I'll put like a preview of it and then tell people to go watch it on my Telegram, probably. For sure. And uh, if you uh, shoot me, if anytime you you have a real you know a video that you really want to look at, shoot me the stuff, man, and I'll take a look at it and I'll come in here and talk at the campfire about it, man. Yeah. One hundred percent. And I, I am, um, I'm locked arms with a few other content creators and, uh, I'm currently in the process of 
we're talking about traveling a little bit and doing some seminars and 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 talking publicly in person you know but before i do that i'm you know i'm gonna get a bulletproof vest for sure <laughs> yeah i see how i see how steven crowder gets up there and does his talks and and he's got like two of them fuckers on so you know it makes me kind of uh, but if we just remain silent then they've already won right yeah yeah, exactly. Oh yes, I did, crazy lady. Thank you for asking. So, so let let me ask you this, sir. Uh, being so, I assume that the uh, the Anti Maskers Club. I see that you guys go to a lot of different retail stores, and you expose that people are being forced to wear masks, and they're just being compliant. So it's still continuing. And I talk about how. Uh, a lot of people, they go to work and they wear the mask and they say, well, I have to or I'll lose my job. And I say, well, you know, if uh, you get your entire shift, you know, you might have one or two people there like, I love this mask. But if you get your entire shift to wake up and say, we're not going to wear these fucking masks, either yeah. pants to work or uh, fuck off, we're just going to stay home. Uh, there, there will be a lot of companies that are going to be forced to make a choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when it first started, I was like, I did. I was doing security for Albertsons. I was working at like a big data center. We're like the only ones in there. Like the security is like the only ones in there because everybody already left because of COVID or whatever. All the bullcrap. So they already there's nobody in the building. So it's just security, like two security guards, like watching the whole entire place. And they try to make us wear a mask. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna wear a mask. And, uh, and yeah, I tried to get the other people not to wear one too. But they're like, oh, I don't want to lose my job, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. And I said, oh, I said, oh, I got a medical and religious exemption. But they, they still, they're like, oh, you can't work here then. So, they, so it's like, yeah, I didn't, everybody cowered to the paycheck. And they didn't, they didn't wear it. Like, if everybody, if everybody just would have said no at the start. So that's why I have no pity on anybody that wears a mask. I agree. I agree 100%. If you're I, I said no at the start. If you're compliant, you're part of the problem. It doesn't matter how bad you need that money. Like you said, they're being they're being cowardice for that paycheck. I just call them cowards right to their face. Yeah. And you know how oh man, I'm sure with you being an alpha male like the dark bear here, I'm sure if somebody calls you a coward, you're like, You wanna throw fist to cuffs, bitch? Yeah. I will fucking show you a goddamn coward. Go hide in the dark right now. That's what I thought. Put your mask on. Weep over there by the tree. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I mean, and and I agree. I think that it, like, you know, it's it comes down to a matter of cowardice. It's fear. These people, like me personally, I don't know about you, and it's okay if you don't have a stance on it, you know, or anything. But me personally, uh, I'm a pretty religious fella. So I, uh, I don't really have that much fear of, of death or COVID and stuff because I kind of look at it this way. If it's my time to die, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. If, if God wants to hit me with a 747 jet, I could literally be on the shitter inside of, of the Superdome and he's going to hit me with that fucker. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's just the way the world works in my point of view. And I think a lot of people nowadays, they've, they've made a mental decision like, oh, well, a baby in a womb isn't a life. And so that's okay 
to have an abortion or oh well we don't know what this scary virus is so we should force everyone to get a vaccine just to be safe when in my thought process is we don't know what this scary vaccine is yeah <laughs> you know like fuck the virus dude i've looked at the numbers like oh people die like that happens all the time every day it's happening right what now Why where it actually turns into like real zombies man yeah exactly like what if that what if that becomes real case scenario man exactly i think yeah. it maybe will be will i don't know there's like three, three, no, there's 3.3 million Arizonans that are like vaccinated. I'm not sure what the population is here, but I think it's like I don't really know, but I think I think there's like more than 20 percent of Arizona's is fully vaccinated. I think we're the highest vaccinated state, to be honest. Well, you know, I I I tell people, uh, you know, I say if somebody came up to me with a tray of brownies and they said, "Hey, dark bear." I made some brownies. You want to try one of these? And I said, ah, nah, but maybe a little bit later. And they said, okay, then maybe a little bit later, I might try one of those brownies. But if they came up to me and they said, hey, Dark Bear, you want to try one of these? And I said, nah. And they fucking pointed a gun at my face and they said, eat one of these brownies. Fight to the death. <laughs> Cold day in hell before I'm going to eat that brownie now because now it's super suspicious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And. And that's basically what they're doing instead of comforting us and saying, look, if if you're dumb enough that you don't want to go get which at, at this point, I think you're stupid if you run out and get vaccinated because, you know, I mean, this one was rushed through trials. The boomers, all the boomers, like even the boomers that supported Trump, they're they're going and getting this thing. That's what blows me away. All the boom, like even my grandparents, they went and got it and they were Trump supporters and they were like kind of woke. You know, they don't they, they know what's going on. To it. But then when it comes to COVID, they're just stupid. They just don't realize it. And I tried to tell them so many times that it's all a hoax. Yeah. It, well, they just, they just can't see through it or they don't want to. It is. That's And that's it is they don't either they don't want to see through it or they can't. You know, if you know your history, I don't know if you know much about the Spanish flu. Yeah, I know somewhat. Okay. So, man, dude, it was detrimental. I mean, it hit us hard. We didn't take anywhere near the precautions that we've taken for COVID. And and the numbers are dramatically different. COVID is way less. And and because it's unknown, like like Shepard here said, because it's an unknown, people are they 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 lose their confidence in their own thought process, so they look to people who they believe may have the answer. Dr. Fauci. Like Fauci, exactly. Exactly. You're getting it, man. And even though these people don't follow their own rules, because we've caught Dr. Fauci in public places not wearing his mask, we've caught him many, many times and many hypocritical statements that he's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm smarter than everybody else. So the COVID, it can't get me. Don't you see my silver hair? It protects me. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like with Governor Cuomo, you know, he wanted to kill a bunch of folks, grandmas and, and pop-pops. And and as soon as it starts coming out that he killed a whole bunch of people's grandma and pop-pops, uh, he was like, oh, well, I grabbed a couple tits and ass, okay, because they wanted it. And then he legalized marijuana, and we've just completely forgot that he killed a whole bunch of people's grandma and pop-pops. Yeah, up in New York, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 he... Uh, 
he put a some people he he took some infected COVID people and put them in nursing homes with oh, the elderly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and just you know because they were the most susceptible, it just what you know just ran rampant through the nursing homes and and killed a whole bunch of fucking old folks, ma'am. I've got some people that live up in New York that come on the show from time to time. And basically what happened was it, is it came out, the numbers came out and exposed him that he had done that. And they said, well, why were you hiding these fucking numbers from us? And, and I shit you not, he said, well, we were afraid it was going to be used against us. Wow. Yeah. And he's still in power, dude. How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. Like, I'm super, man, I'm super happy to see somebody of your age generation out there fighting the good fight right along uh, some of the older generations. You know what I'm saying? That gives me inspired hope that, 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 that not all is lost, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because... I always say that the older you get, the more conservative you become because you realize that the world isn't perfect and it, it has corruption in it and it doesn't work the way that you would think it would, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're young, you know, uh, you, a lot of younger guys, they, they, they're dreamers. They want the world to be a perfect reality and they think that it has the potential to be that. You know, it's kind of like with gun laws. They say, oh, well, if we get rid of all the guns, then bad people won't have guns, so bad things won't happen. Yeah. But but the thought process is, is in reality, if you get rid of all the guns, if you make it illegal to own guns, law-abiding citizens that defend themselves legally with guns, they're going to give up their guns, and criminals are going to keep theirs because they don't give a shit about laws. That's why they're criminals. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, uh, I uh, really, really, I don't know how busy you are today. I usually run a, a two-hour show. Uh, I'm, I'm, and if you have to run at any point, you can tell me, man. I've got people in the crowd that are here ready to step up uh, to talk stuff with me. So if at any point you're like, hey, man, I got to go in this store and I got to kick a bunch of dumbasses in the fucking ass and wake them up. Yeah, you, well, I'm at the gym right now, so. Yeah, I'll talk to you later, man. Um, it's good talking to you. For um, sure. And I appreciate I'm, it, brother. I'm going to go film, some, film that video, that Target video, like, in a couple hours. So just stay tuned for that, you know? For sure. For sure. And uh, and uh, keep up the good work, brother. And uh, we hope to hear from you again soon, man, for sure. Yes, sir. God bless you, man. You too as well, sir. Keep up the good fight. Yes, sir. See you. See you later. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... That was the leader of the Anti-Maskers Club. He's a younger gentleman. He's a smooth talker and a good guy, and he's out there fighting the good fight. Uh, Shepard, if you'd like to jump up here today and talk a little bit with me, you're more than welcome to. We have more than enough time. If you're busy, that's all right. We're going to keep rolling anyways. But you are more than welcome to. I'm trying to... There we go. I shot you a thing. So I want to talk a little bit more about this cowardice thing, this fear thing, because a lot of people are seeming to live 
inside of this bubble that they think the world is perfect, everything is okay. Joe Biden is running the country just the way they should. I don't believe that that's the case. I think that the trains come off the tracks, and it's done so deliberately. Because if we're bickering amongst ourselves, if we're all panicked, if we're all afraid, where are we going to look for the confidence? Well, we're going to look to the government, because that's what you've all been conditioned and trained to do. Well, a majority of the masses, if you're listening to the dark woods, I doubt that you've been trained that the government is your best friend and they want your best interest. We have a lot of uh, talk about aliens and being revealed and whatnot. And I, I really think that this is a lot of a distraction to keep people away from the reality of things being exposed. It's starting to come out that, uh, hey there, Mike, if you want to jump up here, you're more than welcome to, brother. You know, it's starting to come out that Fauci potentially illegally funded the Wuhan lab with its gain of function ability, which would be in direct violation of what he was told to do. And he used a nasty little loophole to do it. And if that's the case, then it would start to it would start to seem like with the things that we see going on in the world, that everything going on is a distraction, a distract from a nefarious behind cloak and dagger, so to speak, operation. Ah, hello there, Eric and Sir Mike. I'm glad to see that you guys would jump up here and talk. Uh how are you guys feeling about everything going on in the world as far as cowardice and fear and and whatnot? Um, I really like that gentleman you had on just a while ago, Ethan. I looked for him on Telegram and fo followed him. He, he's a yeah, pretty he's a pretty cool warrior out there fighting the good fight, isn't he? Right. I uh, I just had the pleasure of meeting him probably about two weeks ago on on his social media platform, and uh, I've been watching his videos and whatnot. Man, I really think Eric that what he's doing is really important to the world right now. Right. Teaching, teaching people they don't have to be afraid. You know, I and and. I'm even more impressed because he's a younger fella. You know what I'm saying? Or you, me, and Mike, we're kind of older guys. Well, well, me and Mike, I know, are in our mid to late 30s. Um, I don't know if, if you're in your 30s or your 40s. Yeah. You're in the ballpark, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I don't want to hear the word 40. Ever. <laughs> you, you, you'll live, Mike. <laughs> I know, I know. The the forty is the new ten or no twenty, whatever the saying is. Hey, brother, through Jesus, the forty is the right. new forever. Um, you you, right. you should be safe from experience of midlife crisis, Mike. Well, thank you, only crazy lady. My voice, you like my voice. Oh, I heard Cracks has a relaxing voice too. <laughs> you know, uh, I think a lot, a lot of, of deception. 
There is a lot of deception. I really believe that. You know, uh, Mike, you and I, we've we've talked about transparency in the past. And, you know, people that you trust, they want you to see what's going on because they want you to trust them. They want you to know and feel comfortable with what's going on. You know, kind of like when I do a show... I'll talk to somebody before we go on and I'll tell them, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. If you feel uncomfortable, just kind of give me an indication and I'll take over, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because I want them to feel comfortable at the campfire. Do you feel comfortable with the Biden administration? I do not. But sometimes uh, it takes some getting used to, I guess, when... I guess when the light first shines in someone's eyes, you kind of you you kind of squint your eyes because the light's too strong, or it's just it's too overwhelming. Maybe not the light. Maybe I guess this administration's transparency. And transparency is a very good word, or lack thereof. But in terms of transparency, I see a polar opposite a direct opposite of what was in the previous and then what is now there is big contrast like night and day the darkness and the light there's a contrast a line drawn down in the middle that no one can deny and if so they are deceived by the echoes of the media and voices that are resounding a lot of people's heads I'm telling you yeah i agree you know i think i think that there are divisions being drawn in america and they're they're not being drawn by accident they're being drawn on purpose like i think that the media is deliberately dividing us because if we're divided if we're bickering amongst ourselves we're damn sure not going to be able to stop this massive corrupt machine that is currently indoctrinating and corrupting the young. What, what you Part think? of their dividing conquer agenda. Yeah. I agree. You know, I have to be real careful when I go out and I, and I speak uh, to small public groups because every now and then I'll come across somebody who's one of these indoctrinated people, one of these people lost in the fog. And they'll say, Dark Bear, do you want to debate? And right then, I pull my flute out. I just... I don't think you want to debate with a Dark Bear, young man. I think you might be in the wrong neck of the woods. You know, but you don't... gave me goosebumps. You don't see that with a lot of people, man. You know, a lot of people, they, they question the knowledge that they possess. They don't feel confident in it. So obvious now these days, isn't it? But the the indoctrinated, they feel more than confident. You know, the ignorant always do. What else would they have known except for what was taught? Well, those who are indoctrinated, you have to look at it this way, that they're part of that culture that the more you repeat a lie, um, the more you believe it to be truth. I agree with that, Eric. I agree with that 100%. You know, it's just like they say, oh, well. And, and I think another thing you have to probably trick them with is 
Do they practically believe their own lies? I tragically, I think some of them really, really do. I, I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good question too, Eric. I think that yeah. a lot of them do believe their own lies to an extent. You know, I had a conversation with a fellow the other day, and uh, we we started off talking about transgenders, and uh, you know that topic. Yeah. And uh, well, and and a thing about about transparency, um, like you and Mike were talking about a minute ago, um, you know, the opposite of transparency is called opacity. Much like the opposite of unity is called conformity, or unless it, it's a different derivative. Yeah. Opacity, opaque. You can't see through it. It's not as transparent as it should be. Their father wasn't a, a window maker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, when it comes to the UFO conspiracies and the and like UFO documents being declassified, I talked about this earlier on John DeVito's show that you know that the government is going to start cooking up these bullcrap stories that when, when the rapture comes, you know, for the type born again Christians home and and the only thing that'll be left behind is clothing and dental fillings and braces, body piercings and jewelry and and other earthly possessions. Book. And electronic devices, they're going to cook up this bullcrap story that the aliens abducted them and murdered them. The and see, hair. I thought when I heard that part, man, you really sparked an interesting thing in my mind, Eric, because I was like, man, because I think, you know, I, 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 I'm a real big history buff, okay? And, um, you know, if you look throughout history, you can kind of find the seven seals being broken time and time again. You know, I'm saying through ancient history and, and now, but the last seal never actually gets like broken. You know what I'm saying? Like we get all the way up to so many seals and then something happens, something interferes and changes the path of what's going on. And, you know, it's just me having a wild thought when I say this, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of my opinion. It's just me, me deep thinking, but I, what if the, what if the seals were put in place like God's a protection plan to make sure that evil never fully corrupted the world. And if it did, that it wouldn't corrupt for long completely because, and what I mean by that is what if the seven seals have been, what if like five of them were broken in the past and uh, let's say humanity stepped up to the plate instead of being cowardice and, and they stepped up to the plate to like communism or, or when Hitler was taking over and they said, all right, enough's enough. If we don't stomp out this evil, then it will consume the planet. And what if when they fought that battle and they stood against the evil, you know, what if, what if the, the creator looked down and said, okay, good job. Order has been restored. Poof, poof, poof. And he resealed those seals that had been broke up to that point. And he said, all right, we start again. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just a wild, deep thought. It's like, I don't ever really think I could ever, like, truly grasp con the concept and structure of God's plan. But I, you know, I, I like to just kind of think about it every every now and then. Just kind of ponder a thought, so to speak. I believe, uh, yeah. Uh, what is indoctrination? That's one of those things. It's the process of repeating an idea or making 
people believe in something and they have to accept it without criticism, without rebuttal, without rebuke, being made slaves, being made to think one way without any kind of logical reproach, without any kind of criticism. Indoctrination, one of these things gets deep into a lot of what's going on in this country. The indoctrination is no criticism means indoctrination. We cannot question the authority at which it's wielding its power over us and our children. But you know, it seems like it seems like, Mike, that that people like you and Eric and me and more and more like the, the, the crazy lady down there, you know, and, and our good buddy from the Anti Maskers Club, you know, it seems like And maybe other podcast friends like Jeremy Cummings Slightly Serious and John DeVito. Our friends at John DeVito and Slightly Serious and Culture is Coming and and even people in the old old man's podcast. Ralph, Ralph, you know, Ralph Williams show, you know, we, uh, Torch, you know, it seemed, and they all have their own audience and it seems like, you know, I love coming into all these shows and participating because the more I sit and listen and watch, the more that I see, I'm not the only one that hears those those whispers on the wind. Those wicked, taunting whispers of something, those prophecy crows. Those, I have warned these prophecy crows so many times to stay away from here. Shoot. Uh, lies aren't welcome here. But you know, the more I, I come in, Eric, with you guys in, into these these shows and, and I hang out and I listen to the critical thinking and I read the critical thinking, it gives me this feeling inside. And I know that, that you two can definitely connect with me when I say the only way I can describe this feeling is just, I mean, it's, it's uplifting. It's inspiring. It it gives you hope that the world hasn't plunged completely into that darkness yet. But we all feel that ominous shadow slowly creeping further and further into our daily lives. You know, uh, it's kind of like with all this stuff with Jeffrey Epstein and everyone that was connected with him. We all see that looming shadow. We know it's there, but nothing's being done. And the more that we allow that shadow to loom, the bigger it's going to get. That's the the saddening thing about it. Does that make sense to you guys? Absolutely. We need to adopt a reflective truth that seeks to develop rational capacity within people within a culture yeah. they can not forget what's behind them or what was press for what is I think a lot of the light that does exist in this world is for a reason and it's there to guide people not to blind them <clears throat> it's too obvious now these days 
I agree, Mike. You know, I uh, I get this kind of aura feeling when I'm around you, man. It's a nice, warm, basking feeling. I can never stand too close to your light because it sears the skin, but here heals the soul. It's an addictive feeling, you know, when you start to wake up. You feel something inside of you, something that gives you confidence, that says, I don't need to be afraid. Even though I'm in these dark woods with all these monsters, I have my friends here by my side. And I might just be a demon bear by myself. But with my friends, I'm much, much more than that. And we all need to remember that. You know, uh, I appreciate both of you jumping up here and, and talking with me. I want to say that uh, real fast. Where Thank I, you for having us. Where I live, and I, I want to get both you guys' perspective on this, where I live at, masks are starting to become a, a thing of the past. A lot of A lot of people are starting to step up. And they're starting to say, look, if you want to wear a mask, great. Wear that fucker. We don't care. But if you're not going to force us to wear a mask because you're afraid. How, how is that going where, where you're at, Mike? I know you got a great governor down there. so We do. But a lot from other parts of the nation, um, there's still a bit of that fear within them when they move here. It's noticeable, but we're gentle and we're allowing them to comfortably come out of that fear and realize that we all don't have masks. It's safe. Uh, we talk to each other. We, we, you know, we, it starts at home and then it goes to your neighbor. It's in the community is where it really happens at this political stage nationally can dilute this fear and it makes people uneasy. And when you see people here in Florida, when you're actually talking to them like it's always been since 2020, that it's safe out there. Our body's defenses are the perfect defense against this unseen enemy. Well, I mean, we, we, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We face things in the past, but we've always, as a species, as a whole, come out on top. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. You know, we face much worse than the Kofufu. I mean, the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu. I Kung mean, flu. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, we face many things. How about you, Eric? Uh, how how are things where, where in your... I think mass mandates have been mostly lifted here. Um, but even though I'm not real impressed with our gut, governor of course i mean because I, I think he probably we know our lieutenant governor jeff, jeff duncan's not seeking re-election because i think he knows he won't be re-elected next year and then um but i think you know brian kemp and brad raffensberger proven to be disappointments and then georgia house speaker david ralston we know he's just another rhino cuck <laughs> i like that description uh, Jer jeremy would say that for sure <laughs> or goober <laughs> I like that description. You know, uh, I just I just ha uh, had a friend stop by the cave to come by for the weekend, and uh, he's he's from down there by Florida. He's he's right above Florida. He's in Georgia, 
good good guy. He's a younger guy, and he he makes me laugh so hard because uh, you know he was a big Donald Trump supporter, and he told me he said, "Man, we're we're gonna pull through down here in Georgia. We got this, dark bear. Don't you worry about it." And I said, "All right, man." And then everything happened with the Georgia vote, and he called me the next morning and he said, "Up." Oh, we're a, bunch, we're a bunch of cheating scumbags, Dark Bear. I'm sorry. We let you down. <laughs> I told him, I said, I said, man, I, I hate to tell you this, buddy, but I think that, that the people that are losing their power are starting to um, make power grab moves. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna try to reassure their power, you know, and, and we definitely see that happening right now with things like trying to make Washington a state. Do and- we remember what Trump said in his inaugural address about giving the power back to the people. Exactly. What is the power of the people? Our voice, right? Yeah. Together. Being Our able voice. to be heard. This podcast, your podcast, and others alike are giving voices to what otherwise would be silent, and that is power bringing together these voices in one stand well, against it. It's a cult yeah, accumulating, thing, and it's gathering momentum. The thing I will say, Mike and Dark Bear, is I, I think, you know, podcasting, you know, is an alternative form of mainstream media as we know it. I agree. I agree. I agree 100%, uh, Eric. I think I think what podcasting is, really, and, and if you if you like my description of it in my opinion i think that podcasting is currently the tavern where free minds and critical thinkers gather we are setting in the tavern of freedom when we podcast for now this is basically the exact same thing as where our forefathers came and shared shared an L why they discussed breaking away from the crown and this radical new idea that every man is created equally. We started discussing this radical new thing where, where we would have representatives that taxed us and, and they did what we told them to. And, and I think that podcasting is basically the new age version of that. Because used to, you know, they had political clubs that uh, would provide oversight to big government. And that was a big part of our, of our history, like not too, not too far back. If you, if you do a little bit of research, you'll come to find that we used to have these big political clubs that people joined just so that they could be around like-minded individuals and they watched over big government to make sure that they weren't doing things like spending $800,000 on a cocaine to give to Japanese. (sighs) Uh, I think that people have become too disinvolved if that makes sense and that because they become too disinvolved they're no well you're right about the sheer level of complacency and apathy that is places plague society yeah what better of a forum or arena than a podcast to bring your voice out what's inside of us being manifested into audible words to where we can feel it again speak it into 
it's relevance, it's power, it's there. We know it is. We love our country, and we love what it can be. We don't love what it is, absolutely not. But what it's become, it's growing in all of us, not in anger, but a righteous anger. And that, my friend, I fear the most, which is not a violence, but is an actual real reckoning, well, I think, you know. I'll tell you what, man. You know, we got these people that are wanting to riot and cause all these problems. And and they want to live in a false reality. They want to upset the, the natural order of things. They want to disrupt your day-to-day lives. And let me tell you something that history has shown us time and time and time and time again. Okay, good common folks, good hardworking individuals, all right? They're only going to they're only going to let you punch them in the fucking eye so many times before they stand up and say, "All right, I've had enough." And then when you go, "No, no, 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 I don't want it." They go, "Nope, too bad. I've warned you all I'm going to warn you." Now you're getting now you're going to catch these fucking paws and you're going to find out what it feels like. You know, right now we see the American working class being beat on time and time again. Over and over again, racial divide, religious divide, uh, political divide. Uh, I mean, the divides and, and all of these divisions are being driven into us from the top, which is supposed to do the opposite. The top is meant to bring us together. You know, JFK once said, you know, JFK, a lot. he, he faced a lot of real problems. I mean, you really got to admire the man because he faced a lot of real problems problems not just here in america but you know in the world and he he uh, he gave out i thought amazing ways to say it where jfk said it is important that we not speak the words but we live the life and you know you see a lot we call it virtue signaling nowadays you know, social justice warriors that will, will they'll, they'll scream at the top of their lungs, but then they don't live the way they talk. Hello, crazy lady. Welcome to the campfire. Good early afternoon. It's only 11 o'clock where I'm at. I'm making lunch fanatically for the boys because they're going to be home for lunch. But anyway, d- divide is the key word. That's it. You know, it's like. In a way, technology is working for us because, like, worldwide we can communicate, you know, with people in Palestine and, you know, all over the world. So we're comparing notes, which they don't like because, you know, informed people goes totally against their whole big plan. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. They they like being able to use these big platforms, these big social medias to drive the division. But they don't like the fact that now they're being used against them. What the enemy yeah. uses for evil, good. You know, I, I tell people it like this. I say, I don't fight most demons. Now, every now and then, Dark Bear gets hungry because I've got a taste for that sweet, sweet demon blood. But it it upsets my tummy. So most of the time, instead of eating a demon, I'll just pick its tail up and put it in its own mouth, and it'll eat itself. And that's what we're doing right now. It's kind of like I, I proved a point this weekend 
I made a post where the post said, uh, if you want to know who rules over you, simply look at who you cannot criticize. And it was by Voltaire. And Instagram pulled it. They flagged it. They said that it was it was uh, false information because Voltaire never said it. Okay. And then to prove a point, I removed his name from the post and then reposted it. And guess what happened? It went through. It didn't. They flagged it, it again. Didn't. Well, they're probably like, because they were on to you, you know? And it's because they don't give a shit about who say it, who said it. They give a shit about the message. And the what message says. is, bingo. And the message is, if you want to know who you, if, if you're ruled over, it's real simple. Find out who punishes you for criticizing them. Yep. And you know, that, that, that guy you had on earlier, you know, I'm proud of him because he's doing it nonviolently. Yeah, you know? he's a super smart guy. And that's the way to go because, you know, screaming and, you know, acting all insane is not going to help the cause. Anyway, they're going to say, yeah, see, look, they're a bunch of crazy, you know, insane. Look, they can't even, you know, police themselves. They want that reaction. It's just like when all the riots very started up with BLM and Trump said, I can send the National Guard in there and these riots can be over in, in a half hour. But I'm not going to unless the governors ask for those for me to do it because it was a trap and he knew it was if he had if if those because those governors said we don't want the national guard here we don't want them this peaceful protest we don't want them here okay so the governors knew those weren't peaceful protests they were there it was a trap they were setting and what they wanted to happen was is they wanted trump to send the national guard in to activate the national guard, martial law declare martial law and once he did that then they could go oh he's a Tyrant, because our system yeah. has checks and balances to make sure that a president can't just activate the national guard all across the country and assume permanent command. And so, when when stuff does crack off with the government, they're not going to use our national guard. They're no. going to use NATO because they because they they already know the, those kids that are in the national guard. They're from that area. Okay, they're not going to go against their own people. They're going to send in, like, you know, NATO troops. Just like, wait, NATO uses our troops for other countries. Well, think about this. Why do you think uh, they are purging our military branches of people who think Trump was a good president? Why do you think they're purging people that aren't indoctrinated? They're wanting people that, that, that believe this crazy indoctrinated agenda that, that they're pushing. You know, now we're seeing all these recruitment tools that are super, as other people call them, super woke recruitment tools that are basically like fucking Disney uh, recruiting cartoon. <laughs> yeah. All. And, the, and they want to tell you, I am, I am more than just a checkbox, but let me go ahead and check every one of the checkboxes before we move past this topic. <laughs> I put a link down in the in the chat just now. Like it's of like George Carlin's piece on education. It's a five minute video if you want to listen to that. Um, and right there, I think he speaks some hard truths about you know how they have broken the education system. You know to where we're not competitive like other countries, and how that they don't want to 
population like us capable of critical thinking when the expectation is that we're supposed to be obedient workers. You know, it's kind of like the do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you can copy that link out of the chat and, and, I just, and if you want to play it. I just I just copied it. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I don't play a whole lot of links in the show because I've noticed that, that people uh, kind of drift away a little bit when I do. But I will definitely check it right. out. Make some or if you want to just take some notes for your next show. Exactly. And I'll take some hardcore reference notes, man, and, I'll, and I will reference it. I always appreciate information, uh, Eric, for sure. Always. If you, if you, I tell everybody out there, if you guys ever see anything that you think looks like something that you might interest me, feel free to send it to me. I'll take, I'll take a look at it. I'll take notes. And uh, I'll bring it into the dark woods. I think that that's an, a, a crucial thing right now, Eric, that, that we share the knowledge that we have with one another because that's the only way we're moving forward because no one is going to teach you how to overthrow them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's literally that, uh, that simple of a thought process. You know, if there's an old Southern saying, which is if you're going to beat your wife, don't take her to the gun range and teach her how to shoot. <laughs> it's because your wife's going to shoot you for beating her. <laughs> but you know, let me ask you this, uh, Mike or Eric or crazy, whoever has an opinion on it. Why do you think they're gearing the population, the main population with a victimhood mentality instead of a survivor mentality? I th think, uh, is my mic coming in? Yeah, you're coming through, buddy. Um, I think they're unintended consequences rather than their intentions. Uh, they're un I believe the unintended is what they are not factoring in. The resilience. The resilience. Resilience is something that is not extraordinary. It's, it's ordinary. We all get a resilience, and it takes time when we have... A connection if we are focused on our well-being for starting to think in a healthy way and what's the meaning what is the reason why we fight when we get back to these core fundamentals of connecting again with people around us with like-minded people wellness to focus on our well-being mental health thinking in a healthy way and finding out why it is we fight and why do we love what we love. That resilience will build to a point where we can weather this storm. We can weather these traumatic events with a resolve that can't be stopped. Well, I agree. I think, I think that I, I don't think that anything's been done that can't be undone. I mean, you know, unless you've ran out and got a vaccine and then that's your own fault. We'll just see what the test dummies prove. <laughs> but, um, Eric, let me ask you, let me ask you, sir, uh, if I may. Um, I'm just going to kind of go down the line and ask everybody. Uh, why do you think that the main population is being groomed to be victims instead of to be survivors? Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I would agree with like the point that Mike made that uh, that you know, like things that they're not factoring in in society. Um, it's like, or in a way, they probably just don't 
you know, want us, they just want us to be ill-prepared for what's to come. Yeah, I could see that. I agree. Uh, They're trying to dumb us down what they used to be able to do, but they are underestimating the back channels, the dark woods, or the other areas that are where we travel the most to find as they might and information. As they might say, they are, as they might say in a galaxy far away, they're underestimating the resistance, so to speak. You know, um, I think that the current indoctrination of, of everyone become a victim, who can be the biggest victim, I think that that is a preparation because if you're a victim, you won't stand up for yourself. If you have that mentality, you, if, if you're prepped to be a victim and you think that you are helpless, then when somebody victimizes you, you're more likely to just go, Oh, I got victimized as to where, you know, if somebody runs up and they try to, stick their hand in your pocket and take out your wallet and you're not a victim, you're a survivor. You might, you, you might be liable to turn around and swing on that person and be like, pop, how'd that feel? You dirty, rotten thief. <laughs> you're not going to wait for, for the police to show up and, and save you as it were. You're going to take care of the situation right then, right now. You're going to get your wallet because the police, by the time they get there, your wallet's gone. Bad guy's gone. And what do the police always say? Well, we'll do our best, but uh, I wouldn't expect to be getting that money back. <laughs> Absolutely. What does an enemy do on the warfare? On the on the in warfare, they test the defenses of the opposition. They try to see weaknesses. They they found a weakness in one area. They try to stay at it and figure that's, that's right. a way in. They exploited. But lo and behold, what they thought was a weakness was just a trap. Exactly. We are resilient. Resilient bunch us Americans they, are. Here, here, here's the thing is I will say a lot of people have gotten complacent, but I believe that there are enough people that have raised their kids in the world, especially here in America, to just be decent human beings. That they're going to, once once things start to get exposed, kind of like with this critical race theory bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Now that people are exposing, oh, look, critical race theory teaches races to uh, put down other races. People are going, oh, well, this is just, just racist 2.0. It's just an upgrade from what there used to be. It negates itself. It makes no sense. Exactly. And because it of that... We have people like AOC and people like uh, uh, Cardi B, you know, and and these folks that, that, I mean, people like Fauci, who are basically these big time yeah. celebrities <laughs> that, that people just, uh, I, I hate to use this word, but I mean, for, for lack of a better way to describe it, they worship the ground that these people walk upon and they believe that anything that comes out of their mouth is the gospel, that they must be more intelligent than the rest of the population. And 
I don't understand that thought process. It's just like with Dr. Fauci. You know, I've listened to quite a few virologists from around the world, not just here in America. You know, I've listened to quite a few of them talk out about COVID. And for the most part, a lot of them are saying things aren't the way they seem. But Fauci, you know, a majority of people, that's who they go to. You know, I'm even listening to people like Senator Ryan Paul because he's a doctor. And that's why Fauci doesn't like Senator Ryan Paul, because Senator Ryan Paul has the education to question Fauci and make him look foolish. But somebody you like... notice that shit? Like, yeah. You even notice, like, Fauci, right? All right? The people that are evil usually emulate or become the things that they are... I guess the, uh, the evil presence that's taken them over like Fauci is like looks like a rat he he just has that persona that countenance on him I guess he just looks like a rat there's certain other politicians that just have this animalistic kind of look to him or evil and they seem to embody the evil that they're spewing it's kind of scared like the owners can look like their pets you know certain dogs you know look like the owners, like when you walk in, see a guy walking a poodle, he kind of looks like the poodle, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I feel I don't you. Know. I'm thinking they're starting to kind of resemble the evil with inside of them. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you know, I think I, I think this, you know, my um, Miss Lady Bear, she tells me all the time. She says, "Boy, I think it's kind of funny that you're as mean and scary looking as you are." And I say, well, "Why is that?" She says, "Because." Once you get to know you, you're kind of a sweetheart and you're a really caring guy. And I said, but see, that's the trick. That's the warning that God gave me was he made me look like a bear because I can be one. But I don't have to be one all the time. You see what I'm what I'm getting at? God it's it's strange it's almost like um you know i tell people all the time evil somebody with bad intentions never walks up if they're intelligent and say i have bad intentions they walk up and they say i'm your best friend Mm -hmm. that's because they're playing the long con and i really think that's what's going on with these democrats and these liberals all these people that are indoctrinated by this left-wing power political machine i really hate to say it but i think that they're being taken to the cleaners you know we we hear a lot of these democrats and liberals scream about racism and about how you know republicans are racist and white people racist and this and this and this and that but they're banking on they're banking on the studies they think they've learned about americans attention span they think it's only seven seconds or eight seconds or ten no where the heart goes deep and it lasts forever. That we will not forget why we love, and they can't erase the heart's call. I mean, well, the they're they're banking on they're banking on your ignorance that you're just going to listen to to CNN or you're just going to listen to Fox because they want to get. And I'm going to tell you right now, I really believe this. That it really there's a couple senators. And a couple of Senate women, I guess, whatever you want to call them, uh, that, <laughs> that are still voices of the people. OK, and I believe that. But they're few and far between. I think 
that the political system is a game. It's an illusion of choice nowadays. And you can really see that. A lot of people say, oh, well, they're rhinos. No, they're just the Republicans that are now Democrats, and I get that. But what they really are is they are Republicans that are working for, as you guys like to say it, the one, toward the one world government, toward the ruling class, the elites, okay? And by providing the illusion of choice, then what they're doing is, is they are avoiding a situation where they are exposed as a ruling class. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, to me, what about uh, you, Eric? Any thoughts? I would think think that too. Um, you know, you know, like like for example, the way I look at like like elected officials um, that to get into like for example, like becoming president, you can't just become president. You have to be groomed for it. Yeah, you have to be groomed. because um, and then and the what and then even like our like our friend James from the Southern Sears show said that when um, you know he ha- had that politician friend basically bluntly tell them that their job is not to s- serve the best interests of the constituents, their job is to raise money for their parties, which is you know why they, they're steadily having to get their coffers filled because they've got to pay their dues. Exactly, it's a game that they fold you into, and either you play or you're not. But correct. but I think your house is in it. And, and the president are not the only ones, you know, get, getting their coffers filled. You, you probably have other government entities like the FDA, but, you know, they, they're having to pay their dues. So they have to get their coffers filled because, and, and those that are filling their coffers are usually a lot of like big money industries, you know, where they, where they can get results in their favor, like, you know, and to get certain like prescription drugs approved, that's an example, or, and then you probably got it with the Supreme Court, which is supposed to be nonpartisan and neutral, but we know that doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah. Because I, that way they can, you know, like in certain like court cases, like results can be won in people's favors. Exactly. You know, uh, we talk about the Supreme Court quite a bit in here. You know, I think that they they abuse it to decide what is constitutionally law and what is not. It, it, they they just want to pick and choose, yeah. Because the way the way politics works is, you know, you've got to play their reindeer games or else. Exactly. You know, you basically have to dance their dance and do their hustle. Because if you don't dance their dance and if you don't do the political shuffle, then it's real simple what they do. They cut off the music and uh, then they throw the mainstream media machine at you and. Oh, look at that. They've caught you with a child or they've caught you, uh, huh. you know, squeezing a tit in the elevator. What is indoctrination limit? What is the to our younger generation that seemingly is falling for all this political crap? What do you think is going to happen when they're neglecting they're They've been without one major thing that we all have innate or built within us criticism or to question our environment if that has been limited or has been smothered out of that generation what do you think is going to snap back in to fill its void 
those questions, that resilience within, I think this younger generation, we may not be seeing it. They're going to see that they were taught one way and they're going to look to the other side and see there's another. Why hasn't this been brought up? It's going to be in their thought process and then naturally to criticize these ri critical race theories and, and, and these, these notions or narratives being pushed on them. They don't, well, they will see that they didn't have a choice. Well, I'm well, sure we have a resilient youngins. You would hope, but here's the thing, man, is right now they're being taught that if you speak up, your voice will simply be choked out. And Parents that, and us adults, we got to step into that void. That we that's fight right. That. You yes, got to teach. That, yes. You got to teach that no matter how much screaming it takes, that if you stand on the moral high ground, yes, it doesn't matter how high Anakin can jump. You're going to cut them I mean, fucking arms and legs off, nonetheless. As a camping trip and having a bonfire and sitting around and telling a good story about foundations. That's right. You know. I tell people all the time. I miss that. I would much rather fail honorably than be successful without that honor as a fraud. And I think that people need to take a good, hard look inside of themselves and say, do the people we raise up have that same quality about them? Especially when we have people that we raise up in our society, like, like John Cena, who wants to say how great and patriotic of a person they are, but then will turn right around and apologize in Mandarin to China because he recognized Taiwan as a country. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean... What is people trying to avoid their emotions or avoid offending people or or trying to not offend one person or the other? What It keeps you sheltered. It keeps you from cultivating inside. If you I think I think we should offend. deal with emotions. Yeah. Offending people is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it ha it it bring it toils the soil. It it cultivates it. It allows people to feel uncomfortable. And what is right. You move when you're uncomfortable, well, right? There's no stagnation. Well, let's they be want honest us to here. Be stagnant. I don't want how, to get offended. How, like, get offended. Let's let's be honest. Okay. If if you're doing good things and you're you're doing morally correct things, well, you're gonna offend people that don't do morally correct things. Right. Uh, okay, so let's let's just let's delve into this in a very uncomfortable way. Um, if you think fucking kids is a bad thing and you're like, oh, well, pedophilia is fucking sick and it should be punished. Well, guess what? You've just offended every pedophile on the planet. Good. And I want their signed petitions and their names and addresses of where they live. So we yes. can all yes, please, please provide, <laughs> please, please, please do write in to yes. the dark bear because Let we all would America be very know. interested to hear about your complaints. Love to just find. Be sure to return to and in. be sure to give us a return address so that we can we can send back our deepest and sincerest apologies. <laughs> so all pedophiles offended by this discussion, please write in today and give us your exact address. <laughs> oh man! Nothing you know, else shall be said. 
<laughs> Sometimes right. you just gotta draw that line. Damn right. Don't cross it. That's right. We used to know that. Sometimes you gotta put evil back in that cage and say, I'm sorry, but the buffet is closed. Redefine that line, Dark Bear. Right. Because we all know, we've seen it time and time throughout history, communism, uh, the socialist Nazi party. Uh, it always has a fancy $30 name with a, with a $100,000 budget. But here's the thing is, no matter how you paint evil, at the end of the day, when the rain comes and it washes everything clean, you still see that monster that's underneath. You know, it's 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 just like uh, it's 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 kind of like this. People are most familiar with World War Two. They're most familiar with the evil of Nazi Germany, but they are not familiar with how Hitler became Hitler. They're not familiar with he basically used hope as his weapon to become that powerful person that he was. He didn't get up there and, and, and uh, you know, stand on his soapbox over in Germany and say, oh, well, we're going to kill a bunch of Jews. <clears throat> That's not what he ran on. You know what I'm saying here? Um, if, if you read, like, the story of, like, noted prophet Nostradamus, you know, when he was alive, um, he had predicted three future antichrists that would, would rise to power. Um, he predicted, you know, the day his body would be exhumed, and he even predicted that that the person who would who would drink out of his skull would be shot in the head, and he even predicted like the Titanic sinking and, and other future events. Um, yeah. You know, and I know that's that, that I think that's some pretty freaky stuff right there because there I think two two of them we have basically positively identified as Napoleon and Hitler, and then. And there's a third one he gave the code name Mavis to, so I'm thinking that could be the, the Antichrist of the latter years and latter days, assuming somebody knows how to, to crack that code. Yeah, you know, uh, I've, I've looked into this, some of the Nostradamus predictions, man, and he does have some eerily accurate predictions. I mean, I mean, you know, this was basically his way back then of saying the truth will shock you. And it always has. The truth has always shocked the world when you think about it, Eric. I mean, just here recently, I mean, think about with the, the J&J vaccination. You know what I'm saying? They were saying, oh, it's great. It's wonderful. It's mm -hmm. God's gift to man. And then like two months later, oh, it's killing people. You know, and for all we know that this, this so-called COVID vaccines or shots, real, really we should be calling them shots because because if you if you think about it like like the flu shot for instance we don't call it a flu vaccine because you're having to get it updated annually and and if you look at say like the polio vaccine it, that would probably be like a one time you're done but but probably every five or ten years you'd probably just need to get a, a booster yeah well you know but I, the, and the, and and many people might be looking at the covid shot as a precursor to that mark of the beast system yeah i was just getting ready to say that man <laughs> I talk to a lot of people from a lot of different places. And a lot of people tell me, you know, they're like, man, this, this matches up pretty well with the mark of the beast. And, and it's, it's very eerily unnerving because you would think 
that if they want people to be comfortable with it, especially knowing that they have a heavily uh, Catholic slash Christian population in America, you would think that they would say they would try to, to ease that um, uncomfortability. You would think that they would try to stay away from saying things that would line up perfectly with that. What because, if? Go ahead. What is everyone's notion or thought of the Mark of the Beast? What is the Mark of the Beast to you guys? Well, you know, you know, accepting that microchip, as the Bible would say, you, you were essentially committing that unpardonable sin of pledging your allegiance to the Antichrist that you that you so that you worship like a god. You have to accept it. To me, it's something. It's a mark. Well, and then and to participate. Yeah, you have to accept willingly. Yes, and, that, and that's the thing. Is well, is if it, especially if you want to participate in a world where where we are a cashless society where exactly. you know paper money as we know it is no more to do transactions just to survive you know and yes and, and now we see the deliberate break or unless you're in possession of silver gold or other precious metals exactly and you know now we see them breaking our economy quite deliberately and you know they say if i remember uh, accurately and correct me if i'm wrong uh, because, you know, I'm, I spend a lot of the time in the shadows, fellas. I'm out there hunting for those souls that are really lost, that only a demon can go. You know, and uh, I believe that the scripture says, if I remember, that in the end of days, one of the horsemen, I believe famine, will say a, a, a pint of barley for a Daenerys or half a pint of wheat for Daenerys, and I, and I believe that the, the the meaning behind it was that you would have to give a full day's wages just to feed yourself for that day. And we see our economy being broken and our, and our food structure and chain being broken, and a lot of people are unaware of this happening right now. But it is happening. You know, um, there are shortages here and there for now. But if, if left un, unanswered, like many other things, the problem will get worse. Just like, you know, originally it was 15 days to curb the spread. And we allowed it to progress past 15 days. We allowed that as a civilization all the way around the world, not just America, but as a civilization, we allowed that. We said, okay, well, we'll just keep putting these fucking masks on. And here we are. You know, uh, I could be wrong about this part, but I believe that one of the predictions toward the end of days was that nations will rise up against the nation of Israel. And we see the mainstream media trying to make that happen. They're saying how Palestine is just this poor, pitiful soul that, that's being bullied by big old mean Israel. But they're not telling you, oh, well, you know, Palestine's been punching the shit out of Israel for years and years and years, and now Israel's just fucking sick of it. You know, I, I think that we are in a tipping point in our world. And, and it's, it's going to uh, be up to us if it's going to be a divine comedy or uh, a tragedy. You know, uh, 
it's ironic uh, because I was thinking about doing a, a special episode this Saturday talking about some of the wickedly wonderful world. Uh, we do those every now and then about things from the ancient world all the way up till nowadays. And I've been looking at studies that the government looks into. And, you know, the government's done a lot of psychological studies on how things affect massive groups of, of people. I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. Odd. <clears throat> yeah. Almost, almost like they're preparing uh, for something. Yeah, wonder what it could be. Yeah. You know, I... Uh, well, you got uh, Revelations 13, 16. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their or the four. Yep. And then God also, for those that are to be saved, are going to have a seal on their foreheads, the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. It says, do not harm the lands or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of God. That's right. Me, through prayer, Mark of the Beasts can be a, a very, can be a rabbit hole for some, but it is the right hand in which you can be forced to do something by your enemy or be the mark on the forehead to convince the minds that something is so to deceive making what is false true to them by deceiving them mentally or they will lead them forcefully by hand but the seal on the head is redemption those that are saved will be marked with the seal on the head that will be convinced in our minds and hearts in our choose God rather than being forced or deceived. It's a great deception. They want us to follow 666, all these signs, and chases a rabbit hole. You'll be forced with your right hand, or they will deceive you with your mind. But God will convince you by the renewing of your mind, but being transformed. I, yeah, or think about like the whole blue pill, red pills, you know, scenario like you learned in the Matrix. You take the, the blue pill, the dream ends, and you wake up in your bed and continue to believe what you want to yeah. believe. Or or you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and we show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Think about if you were made like That's the good. angels, and you had That's all good. divinity and all, all, all this power of God, and you had the ability to choose, to choose God or not. But to, mm -hmm. for us humans to have death, to, to have a, an actual choice to see what it is that we don't have. We don't have that royalty or that divine presence always around us. Mm -hmm. so God's gonna, God is making a people that will choose to have that instead of those that rebelled against it. They didn't know what they lost and what they were following. They were deceived well, my thought process is, is when COVID happened, they kept liquor stores and dispensaries open because people are addicts. What would happen if they closed? 
but they closed churches and congregations. Hmm. Ponder. What would happen Ponder if people why? lost faith? Hope was distinguished from the world. We see that all the time in movies. They're fighting it, aren't they? You know, the only crazy... And, then, and also... And also funny how Walmart it was immune to COVID, but small mom and pop businesses weren't. That's right. You know, I would, you know, Eric, that's a good point. I would almost trust a small mom and pop business to be sterilizing more efficiently because they're a small business. They know their employees. They take care of one another and they know their customers. But Walmart, if they get hit by a fine, what do they care? I mean, you and I have been in Walmart before, Eric, and... If you ask an employee, hey, can you tell me where the soccer balls are? They're like, I don't get paid enough to give a shit. Get away from me. So, I mean, what are the odds that they're going to give a shit enough to be following, you know, exact COVID regulations all the time? You said Alanis Morissette song. You know, uh, ironic. Oh, yeah. The only crazy lady. When we were talking about the seal on the forehead, she said our third eye. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of an interesting thought because I've always kind of looked at the third eye as a representation of being a critical thinker, of being able to access knowledge that most people don't access because they, they just believe what they're told. Discernment. And, and I've always thought that... Uh, Perhaps, and it's interesting she said that because I always thought perhaps that would be the mark of of the saved would be the kind of the third eye because it represents a, a knowledge that that you are aware of something that others are asleep to. That's why you know the third eye is always right. represented open or closed. And and what if that well. Is gone, and then and then how it's also oftentimes said that in in a lot of cases that there there may be certain doorways and pathways in our minds that really weren't and aren't meant to be opened, and in in some cases they may be meant to be open, but but maybe at a certain point, but 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 other times not so much. Yeah, and what if what if those people who have that part of their brain open and accessed, you know, what if they have have. Uh, and one way you could open that that pathway or doorway in your mind is you've got to have like a feeling of euphoria of experiencing something that you, you've never experienced that you weren't probably supposed to experience. Yeah. Let's say like like you, um, you know, like like smoking and dabbling in like 420, which is another term for marijuana or pot um, or, or any other hard drugs that those drugs have that capability of doing that. Yeah, you know, I and I agree, Eric. You know, I, uh, I, I smoke the fire leaf, and and I do it. Uh, no excuses, you know. Just the reason I do it is because uh, my mind races a lot when I don't. It uh, it's so right. fast that I can't grasp onto a thought long enough to really dissect it. If that makes sense, but when I smoke fire leaf, like you said. It allows me to almost. Well, we're, we're not condoning people. You know, yeah, don't. We're, don't we're just saying. Like, yeah, we're, producer Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not condoning. You know, it's not for everybody. It's just, you know, 
you know, we're not condoning by any means. I'm just saying that it allows me to slow my thought process down for me personally as an individual. And, uh, it allows me to dissect things a little bit more. Now I've met people that do it and they're just like, Oh, watch me eat this entire box of fruit loops and then vomit and go to sleep for four hours. And I'm like, Oh, that was productive. <laughs> but, you know, but I agree, Eric. I think that, uh, you know, maybe sometimes uh, parts of the mind, some things are best left a mystery, if that makes sense. That is true. Kind, kind of like uh, a lot of people say, a lot of super intelligent people say it is a burden to be intelligent. And I believe that because before I started looking into all this political realm and whatnot, I lived in the Disney bubble. I was in the static fog. Everything was okay. The people in charge were taking care of business, and and it was just another day in the neighborhood. But, or another day in paradise. Yeah. But once I started to look into things, once I started to kind of drag my way out of the static fog, as it were, panting and and out of breath, shock, I'm in shock because I don't I, I, I don't recognize my surroundings. I'm not where I just were. I'm alone in a scary dark woods and I realize that there are growls and monsters all around me. And for a while I was frantic and panic and I, I bit at everything that I encountered because I didn't know who to trust, who was foe and who was friend. But now I'm, you know, we've, I've built a campfire. I've slowed my mind. I've started to reach out and talk to people like you and Mike and the only crazy lady. And uh, thank you, Eric. And, uh, you know. Uh, I guess when Center and Ethan come back, I know you'll continue that conversation with them as well. Yeah. And yeah. then anybody else who cares to join us, like if, if we can convince Slightly or, or John DeVito or, or Jer Jeremy or Ralph to join you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I and 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 I've been doing a lot of networking. I'm, I've been meaning to reach out to a few of our Podbean friends because uh, I want to do. I want to bring a few of them into the dark woods and just kind of sit down and and chat. You know, and and have a point of view kind of discussion. And uh, right before we go, Eric, I do want you to do uh, some show plugs if if you would, because I'm not near as uh, elegant as you are when you do it, sir. I'm kind of clumsy you know i got four legs i fall down well, around a lot <laughs> i'm more into the well slaying monsters i mean i would certainly encourage friends of the dark woods podcast to certainly you know show your support to some other great pod friends um coming up tonight at 7 p.m eastern time on Podbean will be um coming his culture and and jeremy he's got a, a great camp miss interview i'm sure you might be interested in checking out then when 9 30 p.m eastern time rolls around you know tonight and every weeknight you've got the slightly serious show which i am a co-host of and tonight's going to be our trivia show um and on sundays tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays you've also got trice talk with donald wayne and dennis lee on in that hour um and then tall tales and rabbit hole fridays and saturdays at 11 p.m eastern time even though that schedule for Dennis Lee could be subject to change without notice. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then mornings on Podbean, you've got names like the Ralph William podcast. He usually goes live as early as 6 or 7 a.m. Eastern time. And then you've also got 
Freedom Warrior who does his Freedom Fighter podcast under the title World Gone Mad. Then you've got the Chit Chat with the Old Man, which is part of the Old Man's podcast with Dina Joner weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, plus Friday night music show at on Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, and whenever John DeVito is doing shows, he'll usually go live around 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, Frankie D's Crib, he's on Wednesdays and Fridays around 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, um, trying to think who else. And then you also got other great friends like Linga Longa. And you've also got names like Mike Tampa Bay and Chris Unplugged and Torch the Poet and Laura and Lou of Communication Station. Accidental Chaos, Pink Squirrel with her, whose podcast is this anyway. And then even Pink and Laura do a collaboration show called Did You Say Something? And um, David and, and Rowan Filter have Mysteries of the Paranormal on Friday evenings, as well as like a, a Monday night show. And, you know, you know, countless podcasts here on Podbean, I'm sure people might enjoy. And then, of course, Chris has of like the Forgotten Tunes and the Forgotten No More and You've also got the Beans and Weenies comedy show on Sunday afternoons, and then you've also got Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea, another great comedy show. Um, you know, but I'm sure you're going to find some great conversation in music and comedy and news and information you can use here. And Doc G is another another good one. And and you know, Eric, that, that almost every show you mentioned, the dark bear stops in at some point or another just to say mm-hmm. hi at the bear minute. Ha, you see what I did there? The bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, and Grayer, he's also got a good podcast. Yeah, I was hanging out with him a little bit right before the show, man. I like I like the Grayer. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't get to catch but, his show as often as I'd like to, but uh, I do like his show quite right. a bit. But. I'm so happy I'm on Podbean, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we, we've made a really great group of friends here. That, in a way, I feel like we kind of know and understand each other as well as, you know, connect on so many levels. Like, it's like we're just more than friends. We're we're like a family. Um, and the, and the thing about me being being a spiritual person like I am, it's almost like, per, it's like we've either known each other all along or knew each other in a previous life. Because yeah. the, the universe is full of mysteries. I agree. I and we know how God works in mysterious ways. We're always put on the path for a reason. And it's just like our, our paths were meant to cross. Yeah. I, uh, I always tell people Son. that, that you, never, you never meet somebody by mistake. And they, they never drift out of your life by mistake either. I think that we're all meant to help each other and teach each other, move each other forward. You know, um, when I was a younger man, I wasn't a great person. I never hide that in the dark woods. I tell people I wasn't a great guy. And uh, I met people that made me into a great guy. And those people, they weren't strong people. But when they made me into a good guy, what they did was, is they had just created an honorable warrior. They saw uh-huh. potential in me, and so they invested. Um, well, and then another good podcast, The Holy Ship of Poetic, and one thing she'll oftentimes say is that everything in this universe is energy. Mm-hmm. Good and bad energy out there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. It's real easy to put bad energy out in the world. It's much harder to put productive, good energy out into the world. It takes effort. I want to, I know we're wrapping down here. The campfire is starting to get a little low. We're getting ready to. Well, we're probably getting down to the embers and the smoke. That's it. And you guys know, once this campfire burns out, the dark bear turns back into the darkness until the campfire is relit. But before we go, I want to say thank you to, to our friend, our leader from the Anti-Maskers Club for taking some time and joining us earlier. Mike, Eric, and Crazy Lady, I am deeply honored that you stepped up here and and spent some time discussing things with me today. And, and I love the thank campfire. You. Thank, thank you very much. And Eric, hopefully we'll all be back again soon. For sure, for sure. And Eric, thank you so much, sir, for uh, for doing the show the show thing for me. Because I'm sure that when you're in the crowd down there and and you're listening and you hear me try to do it, you're like, "Oh, Dark Bear, you're terrible." <laughs> <laughs> so. I appreciate it, man. And, and uh, you know, if you're ever down there and, and and I'm doing the show and you want to do a quick show plug, you know, and, and I'm in between news stories, you know, just uh, drop, drop up there and, and, and do it, you know, because I love all our other friends on Podbean. I'm just not very good at doing the, <laughs> the thing you do. I don't know what to call it, so <laughs> I'll call it the thing. Producer. Producer. I, I've, I've managed to memorize the, the- you know, like the pod bean talents and, and there's and some that are really scheduled like the back of my hand. I mean, you're good. Uh, some people have that ability to retain that and some people don't. He's a good tech get, guy. I'm telling you, he's a nice little henchman yeah. to have in the corner, you know. <laughs> get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget the words or swerve for them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. That's wisdom right. is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. My last one. Right. Eric, crazy late. Thank well, you. about five minutes left, and I think you, Dark Bear, are probably getting ready to go ahead and start wrapping it up. Yeah, I'm going to start wrapping it up and right it, now. Yeah, I guess it's about time for us to start heading on out of here. <laughs> That's all right. Wait, it's just the four of us? It's well, just I'm sure it'll be more than that when people like listen to it like, afterwards. But Oh, okay. but it, I'm sure this episode will probably be published. Yeah, it will be published. And downloaded. It'll be published within the next hour or so. And uh, I I don't have that many followers because I don't know why, but some of them people out there in the world, they're just too damn lazy. Click that follow button. You lazy. You're, you're probably being buried in Shadowband, which that should In good time, my friend. In good time, all things come with perseverance. They oh, yeah. will produce all the time. It's it's just like a smile. Good things spread easily. Yeah. <laughs> that was say that again. That was it's, good. It's just like a smile, man. Good things spread easily. I mean, I like that. Uh-huh. Can I steal that? Don't miss me. That's that's why why you think they want you wearing that mask because a smile might make you feel better, huh? Smiles. There's no COVID for this child. No. That's right. I like that. Smile spreads on. Huh. That's it, man. Wise words from okay. Doc Bear. I appreciate you guys joining me. I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to start to do the description for the show and everything. We'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow is the return of the center. So 
We'll see how he's been doing. Definitely look forward to having him back. Yeah, I, lo- I love old center. He's a good guy, and, and he's he's good at keeping the dark bear on his leash. And that'll keep me from having to jump from campfire to campfire around the day. <laughs> Thank you there, everybody, for joining me today at the campfire eric thank you very much i'll probably see you throughout the day uh, crazy lady mike thank you um i'll probably see you at cummings culture and slightly serious show later and then and the old man tomorrow morning and like i said and and if john devito decides to surprise us with the show either tomorrow or thursday i'll probably look forward to seeing you there oh, and yes. on your next dark wits episode for sure and uh Eric, thanks for coming up and, and talking, man. I, I know that uh, you're involved with a lot of shows and and uh, mm-hmm. whatnot, and I uh, I know it's 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 pretty rare that that you you talk, you you do a lot of listening and a lot of helping, and uh, you chime mm-hmm. in every now and then. So I'm I feel very honored that you jumped up here and talked with me, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it, brother. Well, I mean, I do good co-hosting the old man in the morning and slightly serious at night, and and. And participating on John DeVito, but um, I'm I'm open to, to being featured regularly if you want me to, you know, like the plug shows at the end. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Uh, if if you if you if you're in here, uh, every, every every show I have, if if I see you in here, I'll I'll open up the call thing for you just so you can plug the shows because I love our friends on Podbean, like I said, and I I try to. Do mm-hmm. the plugs myself. I'm just not very good at them. <laughs> so, or or whenever you schedule the shows, you can always give me a co-host invite. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I got that right there, and I just swooped up. Thank you, sir. And I will for sure give you that uh, when I do shows. That way, you can jump up here and and uh, do your thing and, and conversate when when yeah. you when you feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if I mean, or if you're open to me, you know, being a bit more regular. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 100%, man. You know, uh, I enjoy having people up here. It gives us a, a different point of view. I never want to, I don't like to, to make people feel uh, like, like they have to. So I always welcome people, and but I, I try not to uh, uh, impose, if that makes sense. But you're always True. here on the on the panel, Eric. If you ever feel like coming up i'll when i make shows i'll send you a co-host and and i don't ever want you to feel like you have to come you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> so but you're always welcome sir 100 percent for sure right and you probably gotten your two minute warning right about now unless you and me decide to run out the clock <laughs> well i'm gonna wrap it up right now i'm gonna do my closing and and thank you uh, for joining me, man. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Crazy Lady. Thank you, Anti-Maskers Club. I salute you. Keep up the good work out there. It's not easy being brave, but it's necessary. Ladies and gentlemen, the campfire. Keep the faith, everybody. Love you and God bless you. Indeed, sir. The, the campfire is winding down and the dark bear is starting to become more transparent by the second. So I'll say... Ladies and gentlemen, be careful when you're out there in the dark woods away from the campfire because monsters lurk in the dark.